We have 600 pages. We have 20 solid hours of absolute... I love Seinfeld. The show is about nothing. How do we get there? And we mentioned this earlier on. <laughs> we were talking about the similarities between business speak and writing a story. And that's that you find out what your goal is and you work towards it. In the room, 52 Jokers Wild. Right, so this is episode 40, which will be going out on the 30th of October this year. Um, and actually, we've been talking about double acts and looking at um, different ideas of how we can keep on working and doing what we're doing here uh, on our little show with, with me in Newry and Garvin in Thomastown, uh, which is quite interesting because of the lockdown. But we've just had a really wacky session of discussing ideas and thinking of ourselves as being these two famous guys, or at least in their own minds, or in their own... Infamous. 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 I don't know about famous. Yeah, infamous. <laughs> you know, and actually, the whole idea of, of, of messing around and thinking that we're there, actually, is actually the most appealing part because it's the most funny bit i think from what we're doing and and then from there we came up with the i you know this i'm actually looking at the word double act at the moment just the, the the comedy duo type things and and really about the different caricatures that we have that play off one another and and we're, we're getting comments from those people that do the two people that watch us at the moment we get um comments so, about so i watch george, george and george yeah, watches yeah. me and we count we double counting, we double ourselves, counting ourselves to be those so these two people that are watching <laughs> us being watching us ourselves, watching ourselves yeah. on a regular basis I, every other night we put on different, it's unbelievable different every other night <laughs> we become different characters yeah. we put on the different wigs and the different hats and the different coats yeah. and pretend we're different people and then press the play button <laughs> I think that would come. And that's acting, I believe. <laughs> yes, it's acting out. Acting, it's it's taking some kind of action to do something. Well, somebody has to, because if we don't, we won't get an audience. <laughs> so we go and watch it. Now, I like you were talking there now, I just have my little calendar, which I refer to every now and again. And what, what today? Well, it's not today's. I'm jumping forward a day because I didn't like today's. I don't know what today's was. This one suits me better. <laughs> so when you cease to dream, you cease to live. And that's a little bit of what we were talking about earlier on. It's, you know, in the absence of dreaming and having this vision quest or this journey in life of, why we want to be still here, why we want to keep on going. We don't want to be putting in time. We don't want to be existing. We don't want to be dreading going to work. We don't want to be dreading exercise. And that's a bit of the conversation we were having as well as we're meant to be enjoying this. We're And therefore, what is the this we're meant to be enjoying? And we that, that conversation we had was about this dreaming. If if we're we're not we we start to mix a language of business plan and you know dreamscape you're going if you know we're in the business wants to be a successful business your life wants to be a successful life in order to have a successful life we may have to have a successful business or be an employee in it in order to get the money to get all the trappings of what we envisage our successful life to look like and what we start to realize was if we mix the two together because if you have neither then how are we going to what does our success look like in the future? And we decided that our success look what it could look like is 
We are the stars of our own show. We are, why are we writing films for other people when we can actually write our own? What is a business plan? It's, it's your successful you in the future. Bring it forward to now. And what do we need to do to achieve that? And it's the same thing. That's what's starting to happen. We can actually vision, that's what that's saying there is, we're not ceasing to dream. We're actually starting to dream. We're starting to dream and visualize and get the vision of what it is we want. Because if we're only dreaming, it can be anything. Why would we limit ourselves? We can put the limitations in afterwards. And that, that's where budget resource and the business language comes in. But at the beginning, let's not do that. Let's not worry about it. Let's say and dream and make real and manifest the us that we want to be, the real us now as we vision, visualize ourselves and as we dream ourselves in our own Walter Mitty kingdom of the Truman Show. And, and that's the thing. Why not be Walter Mitty? Because he seemed to be having fun. Yes, he drifted out uh, <laughs> out of reality every now and then, but sometimes we, we need... We need to do that. And in fact, most people these days, they could be said, are drifting out of reality all the time because they're stuck on their mobile phones. But that's not what we're doing. We're trying to take some kind of action. And the two films that we've made in the past, actually all the films have made in the past, that you start off with an empty screen or an empty sheet of paper and you start to say, okay, well, how do we turn this into something? What's the end goal? How do we get there? And we mentioned this earlier on. <laughs> we were talking about the similarities between business speak and writing a story. And that's that you find out what your goal is and you work towards it. And what I actually said before was that um, in the script idea, you've got all these blocks or antagonistic elements that get in your way. But when you go to the business speak, they seem to go straight for the goal. And you're kind of going, Where's all the blocks? Where's all the things that get in the way that actually help develop the character into something special? Because you can see whether or not he will get over those blocks and get over all those problems and, and do what he can, you know. Can George fight against Garvin's kids with all those knives and those things that they have now he armed them with a few episodes back? Or will he have to find another way to get there to make his movies? You've got to find – it's finding the solutions to those problems. But that's that's the bit that you can have a lot of fun. And I think that's something we were doing during the early part of today was the conversations. They were We were sparking ideas, bouncing them backwards and forwards, seeing what could come from them. I talked about motorbikes. We actually <laughs> yep, – sorry, yeah, right, you were talking, I was about, talking what? about motorbikes. You kind of go, no, 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 it's got to be a mini. And I kind of go, well, should it be a UFO? Or hang on a second, should it be, I don't know, a rocket? Or should I be big? Well, that's I was trying to inject a bit of reality into the, the six foot six that I am, trying to fit into a sidecar that doesn't exist of a motorbike we don't actually have. That's an image of, but again, what we, we caught ourselves arguing over something that didn't exist. Well, may never actually exist. And the fact I couldn't fit into it. I mean, when you step back out of the conversation, you suddenly realize this is total nonsense. No, actually, I can make it fit because if it didn't exist to begin with, why don't I just make it bigger? And, if, and now I fit and there's no problem. But then we start to realize the story is not about fitting in. The story is about a square peg in the round hole. It's about making it fit and, and, and making do and getting on with the 80-20 and getting from 80 
to be in your fictional sort of motorbike with sidecar. And then we were arguing over who's driving. I'm saying, well, I'm taller, I'm driving because it gives me more leg room, and you, you're a little bit shorter, you'll fit in the sidecar. But then it was the opposite. There's no fun in that. Anyway, I can't ride a motorbike, never have. George <laughs> has a motorbike and can. Therefore, he's he's in the driving seat, well, the driving seat, and I'm in the sidecar. Does that count? <laughs> with my knees, in, 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 so in visualizing myself with my knees up against my face, sitting in this small sidecar, going on a journey of of ex- exploration of our script or our story or our, our business plan. And that's what it really was, is where did this couple of minutes of imagery come from? It came from nowhere. It came from a spark of a conversation, of an idea. And what it looks like. And in seconds, you'd seen one and seen two of a screenplay. You didn't need to overthink things. You're now filling in the well, gaps. I mean, the same in business the, language. What, what's really fascinating is it's not nowhere because we've actually, this is episode 40. And we you've been discovering that when you actually transcribe each of our programs, there's 7,000 words in there. So, you, yeah, you know, we're talking about Oh, well, is it? I don't know. Can't count. Now, admittedly, George, 66% of them are probably me at the speed I'm traveling. And I've noticed a few of our episodes. And the visual effects. My lips are actually... <laughs> I, you're going to have to slow down the visual effects of these lips because they're flapping at well, 90 words. miles an hour. I've actually watched yeah. <laughs> some episodes where I didn't understand what words were trying to come out of my own mouth. They were going so fast. But I nearly had to fill in the gaps after the fact in the subtitles <laughs> for, or, for YouTube to let them know what I meant. Meant. You know, so, so, but it, what was interesting, as you said, is it's 35 minutes or 40 minutes of 7,000 words. Now, is it nonsense or was it a good conversation? It was a solid 7,000 words, 35 minutes of not taking a breath about a word, about a word to spark the journey of a conversation of imagery and, and opinions and whether it mattered or didn't matter. And if it didn't, you moved on. It was not a case of us being lost for words or lost for discussion or lost for conversation. And in, in the language of what we talk about out there is for the loss of content. Now, whether it's of any use is for the audience to decide, but we had a good time. I think the important thing is that, is that a lot of people kind of they, they kind of go, "What what am I going to do? How am I going to do this?" And, and they start worrying about it so much that they end up doing nothing. Whereas we've created volumes of material that we now can go back and start to we can start to edit it into something and create something that would be enjoyable and fun. And what we were doing was looking at bits of text, which were us having a conversation. Now, we've got green screen behind us. Hopefully, you won't see that at the moment, but we might just make it green so you can see it. But we've got green screen. We can throw any images behind us. And we were starting to visualize with the text, which could be dialogue, different scenarios that we could be in actually having those conversations that could turn it into a drama. And at the end of the day, that's what you're doing is you're trying to mine for material and find out what you can do and turn it. Where's the conflict? And there's always conflict in this because we're battering one another for, for the space to be able to talk. And sometimes I get a little bit longer. And the great thing is George says, look, we're 40 episodes in at an average of 6,000 words or 14 pages. We're 600 pages of I don't know, of nothing. I'm going, of nothing. We have 600 pages. We have 20 solid hours of absolute, I love Seinfeld. The show is about 
nothing but it's not nothing it's life and the fact that everyone in the show is having these aspirations of going off and doing something else or doing the minimum or doing the maximum or trying to succeed and then failing help like helplessly but at the same time it was consumable content it, it's not goggle box sitting at watching someone watching nothing this is us discussing and and drawing on the past some things that led to these conversations and now like you know re repurposing experience or learnings of the past in meaningful conversations with ourselves that gives us ammun we've touched on one of our podcasts ammunition we have a storeroom of ammunition now that the bullets are for the gun that we can take one bullet at a time and now aim and target it at an audience that might like that one minute of something that has a value alignment with it. And the great thing is, unlike a lot of the videos that we're currently seeing and a lot of messages that we're getting from various different people on different platforms, we're actually not trying to sell anything at the moment, as in we're not giving you a pitch. We're not going out there and ramming stuff, you know, I'll come and do this for you. It's kind of we're building up relationships. Well, we're building up a relationship between me and Garvin here as we have well, a Well, we're trying to entertain. Yeah. You know, we're trying to stay away. Actually, that's back to that thing over there. When we when you cease to dream, you cease to live. We're alive. We're living. You know, we may not be going too far out the front door based on what's happening out there, but we're alive and we want to acknowledge that. We're living. We're here. Here is roar. We're reaching out and we're saying, we, we, our first episode is, let's create a voice. Whose voice? Well, Garvin's loud and George's is listenable to. I, I'm rambling and ranting. You might be logical and, and rational. Or, or at different times, depending on the subject matter, that actually swaps over. I might go a little bit rational and logical in business speak and draw on, on, on the accountancy and consultant past. But that was the, the close of dressed up dread, in my opinion now, based on 30 years of what I could have been doing in terms of content creation or be the... Be the, be the real you, not be an influencer. When we say influencer or social media, I'm going, no, I think I want to be an entertainer. I don't know what that is in terms of how I can be it. But I know now I'm getting much more empowered with George and working with George to become the real me, to stop, stop living the dream and start living the life. Uh, and that's where we're trying to say to other people as well, we don't know what your dream or aspiration is. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be just to be a good gardener and grow a, grow a new rose. Whatever it is, there's nothing at all stopping you other than your own physical dread of starting. It's that, that hurdle is the biggest hurdle, the biggest step, the furthest step. And once you step up there and step on that ladder, there's the, it's the stairway, stairway to heaven, stairway to the stars, there's only one way it's up. Well, during that conversation, during that part of the conversation, I was being reminded of uh, It's a Wonderful Life, in which there was a George in that as well. And he was having all these kind of problems. And every time he tried to leave the little town that he lived in, something occurred that pulled him back into the middle of it until eventually he got pulled out of his life altogether and began to see how, because he wasn't there, how he wasn't influencing things that were going on around him. And you kind of go, well, actually, you know what? 
that's a bit like what we're doing. We, we're not intending to influence. We don't think we're influencing, but we are living our lives and trying to find different no, things. No, we are influencing. Oh, we are, yeah. We're influencing each other. We don't have to influence any further. We're influencing ourselves. It's not our responsibility to influence we, anyone we, else. We're not it's going the out audience of one's yeah, We're not going out deliberately to influence, to, but we are actually exactly. influencing. Because I know that, it's, uh, you know, it's like that, that, that friend of mine that came with his book uh, last last week and uh he put me in his acknowledgements and i was kind of going but what did i do and he's kind of going well you helped me put this together just by the influence you had on me in story structure and he went oh right okay so we don't but we're not intentionally going out to become influencers but we do it just because we are being proactive and going out and doing stuff and that that's why I think is important is is keep on trying, see what's possible, testing, teasing ideas out. Show by evidence. See, like uh, and a, a very very good affirmation you said earlier on, uh, like just in this show even is, we're this is episode forty. Whenever it goes out, it is episode forty. It's an average minimum of half an hour. It's twenty solid hours of, I don't know what something. It is twenty solid hours of us discussing life the universe and everything and everything else or what could not only life the universe and everything but what can be what could be what should be what might be the future universes the multiverses of possibilities and opportunities yet to be fulfilled or manifested and we're not worrying about where we are now we're going we're already there we're here that's where we are now Past tense. As soon as we say it, it's already past tense. It's where do we want to be? Where are we going? And how fast can we get there? And not, it's not about speed because we have to enjoy each moment. It's not the how fast can we get there only in a sense of if there's a lot of dread along the way, I want to get through it as fast as humanly possible. But in the same sentence, you're going, why would you be wishing yourself any one of those moments away? It's how slow can we get there? and enjoy every step along the way and arrive at the dare we're talking about, which is the end of days, the end of life. This is your life. I don't know who used to give that one. You probably remember the chap's name. That's what we're looking for. This is your life. Damon this Holmes. is your Not life. Go live it yeah. every day, every moment, every minute. There's no rush to the end game because even when you get to one end, that should be the beginning of the next to the day you die. Yeah, and I think... Um, <clears throat> There's a couple of things because I started thinking about not Eamon Holmes, but the other one, Eamon, whatever his name was, that did uh, This Is Your Life and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I think um, one of the other parts that I began to realize was that my mum has been watching the show and she, as an 82-year-old, is giggling away at some of the things that we're coming up with and, and, and stuff. And you kind of go, isn't that lovely that you could sit down for breakfast with your mum, put something on, it just happens to be us that pops up on YouTube. And then she's having a good old giggle because of what we're actually talking about. And you kind of go, that's a nice little bit of fun. That's something that somebody's enjoying. Mm -hmm. And you're getting those kind of comments coming back as well, which inspires you to keep on, keep on pushing and trying things out. Now, one of the things that you had been talking about, which is what, was the, the 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 piece that I lost track of just a moment ago was about not not it's not about speed it's not how fast and a lot of clients I've been working with they enjoy working with us because we slow them down they build up all this pressure and they they can't enjoy what they're doing and they're almost giving themselves a heart attack and having stress because it just builds up and builds up and if you say no just calm down chill out let's breathe and let's start to enjoy this otherwise none of us is going to have fun 
and actually, as soon as they do that and they chill out and they take the pressure off themselves, they start, as you said, they start to live. They start to see possibilities. They start living in the now and enjoying that whole process they're actually going through. And then all of a sudden you kind of go, well, actually, I was thinking I only could do this. But what if we do that instead or, or, or something else? And all of a sudden these other ideas start to, ideas start to blossom and other possibilities. I, I mean, I've got a book here that somebody we did a few a couple of years ago. That's a great book, book called. And this is something that I published for a friend, but it started as a very small book. And that one book, which you kind of think, well, it'll never really sell because it's so big, has actually generated something like £75,000 for the building of several schools in Africa and India. And we, we never imagined that I could do that. So just going out and simply doing something, just going out on that dream, you never know where it's going to end up. But if you don't do it, it'll never end up there in the first place. And that's the key thing. You've got to do it. So whatever those are, before it's too late as well. <laughs> Just No, I got an interesting little uh, connection from, I'm on LinkedIn before this conversation. And I, I keep on pressing the button, the magic button. I go, hello world. This is us. Here is Roar. This is what we're at. Who are you? And and, and a response comes back from some, from some lady. And she's saying, this is a very unusual connection request. I never get, like, why would you in the film industry want to connect with the likes of me? But no, in all intents and purposes, not quite paraphrasing, but that's what it was really implying. And I was thinking to myself and George and our language of, well, you're the one we want to connect with because otherwise we're connecting with ourselves. If we're connecting with more people in the film industry, okay, for, for certain you know, reasons, that makes sense. But it's, it's silos connecting to silos. The audience of what we may produce is the world and its mother and you. And we don't know who you are. You're a, a young, white, single female, 45 years of age, living in Ireland with a job. Oh, but you're... Your son could want to go to our school. Your 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 husband might be interested in getting into becoming an extra in one of our movies. You know, your 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 you yourself might start writing and want to get a screenplay or uh, like uh, produce and finance and uh, nothing else. You know, we've all these little ditties. We'd love you to look and listen to. It. You might get a bit of mentoring along the way uh, or self coaching as a follower journey and be entertained and informed. So you. Everybody out there, from 82-year-old George's mothers to, to any unknown person with a life that wants to live it, is our potential customer in the sense of we might be two middle-aged white, well, one bald and one with hair, coming from the, from the island of Ireland. But what we're saying is it's okay. It's okay to dream. It's okay to live your life. It's okay not to get too stressed about other people's affirmations. The only thing that matters is how do you feel in your own skin? Are you enjoying this is your life, aiming whoever? And that's all that matters. And if you don't like this one, start not start again, build a new one. And or just iterate, iterate, pivot in business language. If there's nothing stopping you or nothing holding you back except yourself. Now, when the Game of Thrones was being made here in Northern Ireland, it wasn't the filmmakers, the local filmmakers that were involved. It was the carpenters, the caterers, the hairdressers, the costume, I say people made clothes. It was the person that knew how to go out and get the odd 
trinket from the odd shop. It's a sum of all it's the everything. parts. And yeah. that's everybody and anybody. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the electricians, <laughs> the carpenters, the mechanics, the people that had car. Like my, my, I have a brother-in-law who has a load of cars and he started collecting secondhand, you know, 30-year-old cars. And all of a sudden he was starting to make money out of his cars because they needed no, them. George, George, you have to start using the, you have to start using the right language of branding. He's not collecting 30-year-old old cars. He's investing in classic you know, classic cars, they're investments. They're not second-hand throwaways. They're actually, uh, they're <laughs> yeah, actually they're ex- absolutely, accumulating he's making, assets. He's making money out of them. Yeah. But this is it. You'd, there you go. you never know where. It's like the, He's not creating a junkyard. No, no, but the thing is that uh, there, was, there was some guy that was collecting all, all the technology that was going out of date. He was collecting an example of all of them and created a museum. And then all of a sudden, when they wanted to make a movie that's set somewhere in the past, within the recent past they could have the technology and it's only because of those sort of people collecting that that you could have those represented in your in your film hoarders you're yeah, saying it's, oh, it's fabulous <laughs> it's like you know if you're looking for someone in the 60s and you want a camera from the 60s or you want a car from the 60s you go to those places to to get them picked up this is it i mean films to make films look believable you need real things in those films to be able to represent what they were and you need to get it right i remember watching all the old war movies and I kind of go, that's 1945, but they're using a tank from 1955. Oh, I don't believe it. And that became really, really important. That you didn't just get something you thought was around about that time. Great scenes in the likes of Doctor Who that time through travel, <laughs> travel through time, not time through travel, the other way around. And basically, they were trying to work out had they got the right costumes. And they were being criticized because they went back to a period where they were six months out of date with costumes. They were wearing them. Oh, no, that's old. Well, for that one <laughs> member of the audience that was wearing his double glazed glasses while checking the times of trains and 15 stations, you're going, that is not the masses. That is not catering to the 8020. That is the, the weirdo at the end of the queue that's going to have be more educated in terms Absolutely. of the reality of the situation yeah. versus the entertainment of the content. If we start getting into continuity issues and most of the films out there, you'd be here till doomsday writing up the list of why that's nonsense as opposed <laughs> to did it entertain me for five euro for the, for the 90 minutes in question. Yes, but people do still... It's like, for example, you know, did you get the right motorcycle engine? Oh, no. No, no, no. That that's not that's not a Honda 250. That's actually a Triumph. <laughs> you got the wrong engine, but I oh, know it'll do. It'll do. Actually, talking about sounds, <laughs> we got this new little handheld Hoover, and, I, and, and when we turned it on, it sounded like a jet engine. I went, "Oh, there's a great sound effect. I must stick a microphone in there and record it." But again, it's like it's looking at the world from a different perspective. So actually, having somebody else in a job that they may not think is anywhere related to the film industry, that might be the ideal thing because you need a little bit of research based on what they're actually their activities, what they're doing that could help you make your film believable. Especially if it's an actor that needs to go and talk to somebody that's doing activity that they're doing. No, and actually, strangely enough, we are the case in yeah. point. This is how we met. I was saying I have nothing to offer the film industry. No, not nothing to offer the film industry. It's going, if I ask for a job in the film industry coming from being an accountant anywhere else on the planet, what, and I'm not looking for an accountancy job in the film <laughs> no. industry, they're going to go, join the queue. It's a long one. 
and it's back there at the end of the abyss and the doom at the, where doomsday is and hell freezes over on the right of it that's where your queue starts when hell freezes yep. over you know but so skip the queue i don't believe in queues because if you're joining the end of the queue it's going to use up an awful lot of time going nowhere so we like to skip queues actually we're not even we're going to move the playing field that's what we're doing we're we've created our own academy a higher standard than the current ones out there we've used innovative disruptive methodologies applied the best to leapfrog what the standard currently is in the meantime we're the star of our own film we're the star of our own show because we are the star in our own lives so why take all that away and join someone else's queue sorry the queue starts and ends here you're we are at the top of the queue and if actually everyone else can get behind let's just go out there and do what it is you want to do do not look for someone else to give you permission or ask permission of them don't keep on joining queues if it Join it by all means if you want to, but have a second A, B, you know, a plan B, plan C, and a plan D. Because if you're just plan A is join the queue, and when you get to the top, there's no position, and you're, and there's no more seats on the train and the plane, then where are you going? Time gone. Nothing happened other than moving from A to B to C in the queue. And, and the, that brings us right back to that sort of little thing about the story structure, where if you know you've got your end goals and. There are obstacles getting in the way, but we're in that conversation. We're recognizing that there are obstacles and there are people that are blocking us from actually achieving what we want. And what we're doing is finding ways to get around them. And that storytelling process, right? What's the next obstacle? How can we get around that? How do we make it a molehill instead of a mountain? How can we crush it if we need to actually crush it and keep on moving forward? How do we build up that confidence that what we're actually doing is meaningful and does sort of offer people a good laugh somewhere along the line, or at least makes them think a little bit more about what their lives are like and help them change in some form or fashion. And we're going to be doing that for loads of people in lots of different areas. Uh, and it doesn't matter who they are, what they are. Each one of them has some kind of capability of doing something and achieving something. And we do believe that. it doesn't. It don't, they don't have to be overly, overly successful. What they do need to do is to put it into action and start to put it and move it forward and get take the next step to achieve those goals that could be, you know, and otherwise you end up kind of getting to the end of your life, kind of going, God, I could have done this. Oh, I could have done that. Or I could have done that. Well, why not just go and do it? Start now. It's not the end of your life yet. You're where you are. Forget about the That's past, it. You're you know. back to this um <laughs> You have this curve out there. I don't know what the name of the curve is. And character arc. It's not the Maslow <laughs> hierarchy of needs and it's not the law of diminishing returns, but it's back to that curve whereby where are you on the curve depending on what the context is. And we were saying, you, you touched on it there. This conversation is not necessary for those successful people that know where they are and have succeeded in what they're doing and are working on all these things. It's for the have-nots, not for the haves. It's for the ones that don't know, not the ones that do. It's not for the. It's for the ones that are stuck that want to move forward, not for the ones that are stuck and happy to put up and shut up. You know. So that curve is the laggards, the followers, the innovators. It, you know, where in that curve, the, the near, the if the doers versus the just turn ups there's some there's a place for everyone on the curve the give ups and the, and the and the newly starters so 
we will be at different places in that curve in our life where we get all enthusiastic at the beginning but we keep on reaching blocks and then we just end up putting up and turning up and putting in time versus we, we start to curve again and go I want to be an innovator I want to be a leader I don't want to be a follower I said to my son like just walking up here earlier on from my coffee going stop being a user be a creator now if you're looking at these other you know game players and you want to be one because you want to earn from that then take the best of them and wrap them around the difference which is you and now you do something else and be a bigger fish in a smaller pond with a higher value proposition that will attract people to you because you cannot you do not want to be a me too or has a, a, like another of the same it's the difference that makes the difference and positions you at a different point in that curve so because the statistics are it's, it's that top 10% and it doesn't it's not an education thing it is the, if it's an education curve but we're saying we are no longer in the middle of the curve putting in time and having our 40 hour a week or 60 hour a week job based on what someone else says to get a minimum something we're quite happy to forego x amount of monetary something to get a much more enjoyable um dreamscape manifesting into a reality wrapping around we made this happen we made this different we we created this from nothing this content this possibility this opportunity this relationship from pressing a button that we never pressed before it's about turning up making a difference being the difference and it may be influencing others to see that they can do the same and that would be great as opposed to putting in hours and wishing to get home to put on Netflix. And the great thing is that, uh, well, it's not the great thing, what we're actually doing is that we are doing, we're actually physically doing something, we're getting up, setting plans in into motion. We're not just talking about it and then kind of losing time. We have discussions, but we then put it into action. We kind of go, right, let's go and go, let's just do it and see what happens. And it's to do it and see what happens is the key thing. Because so many, I remember I used to do a lot of drawing. I still do drawing. But I used to get to a point where you kind of go, oh, God, if I do this wrong, it's going to be messed up. And I'm going to ruin it. It's not going to be any good. And I've wasted all that time. Now it's kind of, oh, now just slap it on, see what happens. Nah, okay, we'll do it again. The less you worry about how you think the outcome and, and, and don't worry about what other people think of what you're doing. If you just do it, you're accumulating a mass of material that you can repurpose, replay, redo, and turn it into something that's special. It does take time. It does take a lot of hard work. We're not doing the 40-hour weeks where we can't wait to get home, and we're not doing that extra overtime or anything like that. But we are working long hours. You know, I, I, I sometimes don't get to bed until 1 o'clock in the morning because I've been working on a project. But I'm there because I want to and I've forgotten what the time is, not because I feel as though I have to. I'm just working away, working away, and I'm actually enjoying the whole process. And that's the key thing. We're enjoying what we're doing. <clears throat> and Now, we, we use the word process there. An awful lot of our language in the last couple of episodes is, is saying we, we've, we've got this rhythm. We found our process, our production process, that we, it, it, we can wrap around this content. The content doesn't matter what's in the middle yet because we know we can put something there someone else's our own or a combination thereof but we have the process figured we're we're, we're fine tuning it it's an 80 20. it doesn't need to be perfect it gets us up 
out there and onto X platforms. We, we're not experts on marketing. We know most people aren't because they're, they're an expert on something else. They can't be an expert on everything. And even if they're starting to do a bit of that, that is still is, is, is what they shouldn't be doing because they're an expert on something else and their time is better spent on what they're the expert in. But we're actually enjoying the multiple types of processes of production, production of content, production of, of marketing, and enough of it. But we're also finding we are home, a natural home now is not where we thought it was. It wasn't in the production process or the distribution process, but more in the delivery of the actual content in terms of its creation. And, we're, and so we're putting ourselves front and center and saying, we have advice and by God, it's allowed on my case and George's, you can, you can listen to it a bit better than mine, but it's what we want to say. And we're saying it to ourselves we're coaching ourselves, motivating ourselves, we're listening to ourselves, and it's mad. But that's what everyone does. Everyone was walking down the street with an inner voice, and it's talking nonstop through their entire lives. It's their inner dialogue. And we're now turning up and changing. No, we're, we're, we're the, what we're influencing is our inner dialogue of what is now speaking back and saying it. It's what it's starting to say in my head, I'm thinking George's is, you can do it. Not only you can do it, you are doing it. You're, you're not going to do it. It's already happening. And this is what you're going to do next. And after that, the other. And what, why don't you consider this as well? It's not going, don't exercise, don't go out. It's scary out there. Look for a job. Get back into the curve and just turn up and put up and shut up. It's going, no, no, no. Can't wait to do. And it, it's now starting to it's starting to coach me. My own inner voice is now talking back to me in a coaching capacity. And what's interesting is that part of the idea of coaching, counseling, and mentoring is not for the person that's doing all those things to you to give you the solution. It's to allow you the space to bounce out your ideas so that you can find those solutions yourself. And that becomes better because they you then learn from that process. You're not it's not just something that's surface level, it's there, it's gone. You because you've been allowed to analyze that within yourself, you can now put it into action and it'll stay with you for longer and it'll stay with you for the rest of your life, actually, if you do it in that sort of way. So I think that's a really good thing. We're actually coming to the end of our program now because we're up to about 36 minutes. It's Halloween tomorrow night when you get to see this. So I hope this wasn't a horror show for you. I hope you look forward to next week's episode in, in November. And uh, we're enjoying ourselves. And if it's just me and Garvin that are watching this over and over again, well, hey-ho, we're going to learn something from it and we're going to repurpose it and get something out, out of it. At least three or four different short versions anyway. So that's that's, that's me. It. No, I, <laughs> goodbye from him. Now, I think there was one song out there. I think it was Queen... No, or am I not? I don't even know which song it is. It could even be talking heads, but it's dream it, be it. I'm quoting it in the sense that we're no longer dreaming it. We're now being it. And then we're going to dream it again and be it again. Do what it says on the tin. Follow and share.